I will properly uh, begin introducing the episode in our normal style where we just talk until I decide to introduce it. But uh, warning to the uh, listeners of this and the next episode, uh, there's currently a heat wave going on in Seattle. And um, uh, for those that watch uh, the roles we play, uh, they will surmise how well Ron and Steve do in heat. Um, there, there's no escape from the heat wave here in uh, Washington and especially Western Washington right now. And to illustrate really quick, uh, here's a couple of fun factoids. Uh, during this heat wave, it will be hotter here than in Death Valley. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, like, for people who are like, oh, Washingtonians can't handle the heat. No, this is, like, beyond Death Valley yeah, heat yeah. happening in a state where we're used to moderate temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. No infrastructure where most homes don't have built-in AC. Mm-hmm. We almost they don't have built-in AC, and most of them are built to retain heat. Yeah, we had to yep. debate house, uh, having this whole is. episode yeah. being in an industrial area so we could leave the AC yeah. on, which is a very loud... Uh, uh, floor unit, but we didn't for you listeners. Uh, yeah, to be clear, I am like a small child, whiny child about heat. If it gets above seventy-five degrees, I'm like, oh god, it's so hot. Uh, can I can I just do this episode naked? Uh, to which the answer is always yes, yes because we're a positive table here. Yeah. Um, uh, In fact, if you want, you can just imagine that we're all recording this naked because we are. Uh, no, no, we're not. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely not. I wouldn't. We're I about wouldn't. to be. <laughs> okay. Don't like. So, Aaron, I'm gonna need you to take a time out. <laughs> don't need, don't put your sweaty, sticky butt on my shoes. Yeah, that's. I'll lay down a towel. I mean, oh, okay, If you lay down, if you lay down a towel, then we're fine. It's motel sex rules here at uh, here at Low Armor Cast. You gotta lay down a towel. Uh, welcome to the Low Armor Cast. <laughs> Motel sex rules. Welcome to the Low Armor Cast. Uh, uh, actual play podcast yeah, about three in. kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those kids are actually small-sized creatures, and that trench coat is a giant suit of combat armor. Hello, everyone. I am your game mother. My name is Steve, and I am joined by my illustrious and sweaty pit crew. Hello, illustrious and sweaty pit crew. Hello, Kill me. illustrious and sweaty pit crew. Um, uh, so we're going to do introductions, which we did not do on episode 16. No, we did not. Uh, <laughs> we did right not. into it. We, just, we were just Too talking excited. for a while, and then the intros didn't happen. Get good listeners. Episode 17 had him, though, so we Honestly, were focused. Though, if you're, if you're listening to episode 16 as your very first episode, <laughs> like... Weird flex. Weird, yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Can I jump into the middle of the Sky Spire arc? Is that where it starts really getting good? <laughs> Uh, but let's let's do introductions. <laughs> I am Aaron, uh, also known as Triple Aaron on in most corners of the internet, uh, and I am playing Scratch. I'm Ron. I play Tama. I'm Kelsey. I play Merritt. Excellent. It's little to know about your characters. <laughs> Scratch is a tabaxi <laughs> artificer. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tama is Get a t- uh, is a failing bard, which is similar to a halfling bard. Yes. Um, and Merritt why, is... Why are you trying to ruin the mystery? <laughs> it shouldn't be. It's not supposed to be a mystery. It's like, is it the big twist yeah, when they a find mystery out is, it's, it's a mystery about ki- kids in a trench coat. Mystery. Yeah. Mystery is in the tagline, sir. The mystery is in the plot, not in who the actors are um, or who their characters are. I've been woefully misinformed. 
for him. Merritt is a <laughs> fighter goblin. Um, Wait, and... I'm a tabaxi? Yeah. Oh. Weird. What did you think you were? Yeah, cat girl? I mean, that's essentially what a tabaxi is. But yeah. I was just like a kanku, but without wings and with fur and like big ears yeah. and paws. You, you could have you been, <laughs> been a felis, which is actually a small character. But no, you had to be the special tabaxi that's a small creature <laughs> when there's already a small cat race. Um, uh, see, I didn't know that. There wasn't at the time we created the characters in oh, D&D really? 5th edition. Oh. Uh, there might have been some homebrew for it, but it wasn't even an unearthed arcana. Oh. Um, the, in 5th edition, the only two cat uh, or feline uh, species are tabaxi and... Um, and fuck cat. And, and fuck cat. Oh. <laughs> oh, Felis is on the same place I got uh, failing. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's some homebrew stuff. Um, I just gave uh, Scratch tabaxi stats. And I think technically, if I were to homebrew your character class... Because I always refer to it in this way in written form. It's a short stack tabaxi. Because I feel awkward saying dwarvish tabaxi. Because um, unless you're referring to dwarves from fantasy, I don't yeah. like using the word. Um, yeah, because it gets in yeah. that awkward space because like there are dwarf cats, but... Oh, if you were a tabaxi that was like full size, but like with like... The little dwarf cat short legs. Oh, that was so you, you were just like mostly torso with two little legs and two little arms. Just uh, so angry. <laughs> just so, so like this is untenable as a bipedal creature. Um, uh, it, it would. It, so yeah, that would be adorable in concept. But dwarfism is a thing that actually like people have. So I probably wouldn't do that. No, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And 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 of course, of course, and so. Uh, but short stack tabaxi is generally what I refer to as scratch because you're the only yeah. three foot tall tabaxi yeah. anyone's ever met. Um, <laughs> she's just short and thick. She's she's a short, thick girl. Yep. We are going to recap what happened uh, last time on Low Armor Cast. I know. And, and I'm not going to include the part of the episode where I had to tell the cast what had happened last time. It's been a bit. Uh, after a harrowing fight inside the... Um, uh, International Management of Processing Sewage Corporation location in the Skyspire, more more commonly referred to as Imps. Our pit crew ran into an uh, executive uh, from the uh, immediate response to that by the name of Giuseppe, who had a little tense conversation with them. Definitely wanted to question them. Definitely seemed like he suspected something, but let them go with a business card and then later a fruit basket delivered to their room. Italians. Uh, uh, yep, Italians. <laughs> His hands permanently locked, pinched up in two finger positions. Um, it, it, mm, it's okay, audience. I can say that I'm Italian or I, I, I eat at Olive Garden a lot. That's the same thing, right? <laughs> I am actually Italian. Hey, when you go to Olive Garden, you are family. Exactly. And, uh, I have Giuseppe's in my family. Um, but, uh, that's why I picked the name. Uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, they moved on from there to a uh, restaurant, the Cave of Wonders, to sort of breathe a bit after murdering a bunch of people or putting a bunch of people at, li at life's risk, which is not really how the pit crew generally rolls wasn't really their more, fault more <laughs> manslaughter than murder manslaughter yeah it was definitely self-defense that's yeah, absolutely true sure. um it was not cold-blooded <laughs> but nonetheless after decompressing and having some discussions and getting a little drunk um uh, they meandered back to their room for uh 
uh, a little bit of a rest, specifically a long rest, mm -hmm. uh, before uh, recuperating to meet Samson Kibbage, new head of security of the Sky Spire, and uh, Athundra to discuss security in the stadium. There they decided a plan for security, what with the recent explosions and quote-unquote terrorist activities uh, that have been occurring. There were big concerns that the first match would be a target. They discussed uh, opportunities and options, and we were allowed to kind of select the options going forward of how the security would be deployed. And then Merit... Uh, attempted to anonymously pass it out to Samson Kibbage to let them know about what happened with the yellow alert previously that day. It went all right. Um, <laughs> go listen to the episode. Uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, they wander back down to the residence of Wilton Welvix in the woods of the Sky Spire uh, to discuss future plans and finally read Wilton in on their earlier meeting with JJ, a.k.a. Jethrin, regarding the explosion and what's happening there, and their big concerns on the likelihood of there being a potential attack, and they know that it probably will happen and may have some information on how to investigate it, but how involved do they want to get? How involved is the pit crew? A group of employed people for a sporting event <laughs> want to get in the internal politics of the Sky Spire. And we left off with them clinking brown liquored glasses and having the availability of cigars with Will. Since we've decided we don't hate these adventurers, do we just like do a knowledge transfer session and let them <laughs> let them know what we know? It's like how how involved do we want to get and stuff? It's like, well, we're yeah, we're we're not adventurers. We're, we're not the things. They are though. Yeah, that's true. And we've determined they're not like monsters. Can we just point them at it yes. and it's not our problem anymore? Oh my god, yes, it's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am a hundred percent behind this plan. I am, by the way. Throw the adventurers at the problem? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Wilton's uh, Wilton sips his glasses, Merritt and Scratch discuss this opportunity, because I'm making this in-world. Oh, you're all in your cups a little bit. You're a little yeah. bit loose. And Wilton's like, well, uh, uh, I, I, I suppose I could get a hold of right Dawn Shield and uh, <laughs> if we want to read them in on what's going on, uh, certainly we can. Uh, uh, would you like me to for lack of a better term, summon them. Like, all I have to do is send a missive, and I'm sure they're going to show up fully ready for battle at my door. That's sort of how adventures work, is that they go full, like, like weapons almost in hand, ready to go. So I'm I'm in, and I know Marison. I just want to check in. Tama, you sometimes have a different perspective. I'm conflicted. Yeah. Only because, whereas I don't think this should be anything we should be handling. Oh, agreed. Um, I'm afraid that the swift type of justice that adventurers tend to bring will result in similar collateral damage. Hmm. So I think the law might be the best way to go, as reluctant as I am, um, considering we have a contact that we know to be a good person in the law mm -hmm. to take care of it versus bringing in adventurers who could just swoop in and kill a bunch of people. 
Oh, they also almost true. certainly will kill several people. Whether they're the right people or not, it's not for Wilton to say, but, <laughs> you know, it's a venture. So you know how the Sky Aspire works. Yep. It's pretty much, yep. What's the best call that's going to result in the smallest loss of life? That's kind of what I, I, I want to know what we can do that's not going to get a bunch of people killed. Ooh, you're asking a lot of old Wilton. <laughs> I mean, I know I look pretty badass in the fight, but I'm not like that worldly of a man. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, let me, give me, give me a moment. Let me get a sip here. Let me give it a drag. Wilton can throw down, but that don't mean he's some field general. <laughs> I can't have this, this smoke no. while the DM rolls an inside die for old Wilton. <laughs> um, whether it happens, uh, if even if it doesn't happen now, though. The idea of throwing some adventurers at one of our problems is like it's very stuck good. In my it's head. very right. good. Now, well now that we know these ones, <laughs> and yeah. these these aren't a bad adventurers to throw at something that's like, right. yeah. hey, we really have to get through this canyon that's full of angry, murderous gnolls that <laughs> eat people. Yeah, I happen to know a solution for that that doesn't involve us getting eaten by gnolls. <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. All Absolutely. Right. I got some questions for you. If I'm gonna do some calculating in my head about potential loss of life here. You throw those adventures at it, some people are gonna die. Maybe the right people, maybe the wrong people. I'm sure either way they'll claim they're chaotic good. But, uh... <laughs> uh, uh I don't believe in that nonsense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to think that a person's morality and worth could be summed up in just two words. <laughs> um, uh, but nonetheless, um, uh, I love the idea that in this world, there's like, those are sort of like, I'm this kind of person. It's just a, yeah. in the world. I mean, well, it's, it's their Myers-Briggs type. In yeah, the it's their Myers-Briggs type. That's the, 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 the alignments oh of Myers-Briggs. You are such a lawful good. Shut up. I'm badass. I stole nail polish once. I'm chaotic evil. Um, uh, You don't know what I'm going to do. Um, actually, I'm, uh, true neutral, uh, which means I only define things on logic things. Yeah, I don't, I don't argue with things like emotion that, uh, flaw my, my flawless oh, I neutrality. Hate I hate it and I love it at the same time. It's so exactly what would happen. Cha and chaotic neutrals would be the INTJs of the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, he's like, alright, so you met with this, uh, Jethro, this is JJ, right? Yeah. And uh, he more or less admitted of some kind of level of involvement with the morning's attack. Yes? Yes. Um, how you, you only met him the one time? Yes, and he admitted that he was aware that people were getting hurt. It's not a, a matter of uh, uh, this was an accident and there was collateral damage. Did he, did he say why they uh, chose this particular morning or... Or anything in regards to this, or what this was about, uh, specifically? Uh, it seemed to be about, uh, issues with, uh, workers on their floors, um, and it's a- it seems to be like a workers' rights, uh, uh, message being sent, but... Man, when the message blows up a city block, that's a lot. Certainly, certainly, um... And these adventures you met, right, Dawn Shield? I actually know a little bit about her. Um, uh, uh, most paladins, uh, you can find some information about. They're usually registered under some order. Um, and everything. Do you think that she's the type of person to 
look into the subtlety of things and uh, see a true path forward, even keeled. That's hard because I have seen firsthand them look at things with subtlety and nuance within their own group, whether or not they would make that applicable to things outside of their group. I can't say, and I know I am very biased in my opinion when it comes to that sort of thing. Do I personally believe that they would approach this with uh, any form of grace or nuance? I don't think so, but I was wrong about them once before. We could we could summon them here and try and interrogate their political leanings. To oh, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, right, Don Shield's political reasons. Yeah, uh, sun in the moon. Night, no, sun in the moon, day in the night, protector of the daytime, so she's a paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, uh, paladins are always a bit uh, fully. I don't know if you've ever been because uh, you've been outside of Midland Scratch. I don't know if you've ever been to any of those countries that have like a theocracy that runs them. Oh, absolutely. Think that? <laughs> no, but, I definitely know what yeah, the deal is with the yeah, paladins. And, and, and so I, I, I don't know much about the rest of the group. Um, I know they got that. Hobgoblin barbarian. I do know that they beat up a whole bunch of guards earlier trying to break into your room, so I'm gonna just raise my glass on one side, my cigar on the other, and kind of gesture up down with them like six to one, half dozen of the other. Uh, I'm going to be clear with you. I'll just cut straight to it. If you tell the guard what you know, they will go and arrest JJ. They will then probably torture him, most likely through psychological means, in order to get his conspirators. They will arrest those people, and they will increase guard presence on whatever floors or regions that they think is appropriate. Whatever resolution that those group of people were hoping would come from an explosion will have a negative response instead of a positive response. Now, I'm not gonna get into the politics of whether the what they were trying to do is productive or not obviously lives were lost and that's hard to swallow but what i will say is i know what the response will be from the sky spire it will not be well now that you've escalated this let's sit down at a table and talk they will shut it the fuck down so that will mean people maybe not die but definitely go away and and don't really come back if you catch my meaning i don't know if there's a jail or a prison somewhere long term that they keep dissidents but i assume there is so that's what would happen if you involve the adventurers they're going to cut their way to the problem and probably kill the people responsible but then they'll leave problem solved Hmm. if we go investigate it we might find some information that guides us into a direction and then we can contact these the people as is appropriate granted we could find ourselves in a heap of trouble but we're not putting any lives at risk or making a decision on who wins here. Or we might find that these are the kinds of revolutionaries that we need to back behind and then, you know, bust out the moonshine and the homemade explosives, buddy. We're going to town. <laughs> it's probably not going to be that, but... <laughs> I think the best course is to learn more before we make a hasty decision because any decision we make right now condemns people to death. Do nothing, people die. Do something, people die. Either... Some things we know that we can do right now, people die. At least looking into it might delay people dying, or at the very least, like Wilton said, we can figure out who to back, or if we should back anyone, or if we should just go. 
Call me an idealist, but I'd like to at least know why. I don't think that's idealist. I think that's uh, understandable. We all feel that way. Um, Merritt, you've been real quiet about this. Do you have any particular opinions? I know Scratch and Tama are both older than you. Scratch is definitely more world-traveled and looks like it. Um, I've been around a bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I brought the idea, but... Yeah, I, um, mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm good investigating it a little bit before we figure out what we want to do. Okay, so this isn't a serious... I'm just going to preface this by saying this isn't a serious suggestion. Like, we could do it. This is more just to break the tension, because just imagine, we could tell... Um, sorry, what was the security guy's name again? Samson. We could tell Samson. I mean, we already kind of have. Have we? So, Merritt tried to hand a note off to Samson. Right, okay. And so, you okay. don't know that what the result That was only is. about the, the yellow, yellow alert, alert. Okay. that had nothing, nothing to, to do with, with this. Okay. So, I think that uh, I trust Samson. Like, we barely met him, but I know that he was friends with um, Lanik. Yeah. And I trust Lanik's judgment with people. Um, and Samson seems like a stand-up guy. I think we should definitely tell him no matter what. What would be fun is if we also separately told the adventurers <laughs> without telling either of them about the other and then just see how, you know, it'll get resolved one way or the other. That seems like the way to get the most death. I was thinking that might be the way to get the least, but I don't know. Oh, you never know in I mean, situations I'll, like this. I'll admit I don't know much about Samson other than his record, of course, as a champion armor fighter. Seems like a stand-up guy, but... He's only recently become the security chief, and no one expected him to be the guy. So, <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but can, tell can, both of them might be good. Honestly, if you tell the local security, eventually the adventurers will probably get yeah, wind of it. That's what I, I'm um, figuring. Okay. Um, can I roll a quick insight to see, uh, to just kind of double check my own feelings on, uh, whether Samson is trustworthy? Okay. Uh, that is five. So trustworthy. <laughs> uh, you get no feeling that Samson is at all okay. Uh, uh, untrustworthy. Okay. Like, like there's nothing about him that has signaled or everything or seems fine. Everything inside. seems okay. reads like it is on the surface. Okay. Cool. You know, I mean, we can head down. What, what did you say? JJ was on floor thirty-six. I believe so, yes. Yeah, it was, that's a rough neighborhood, but we can head on down there if you want. Let's do it. I see no reason to delay. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. Um, uh, Hit it. So you step back out from Wilton's little bachelor pad. Wilton's got a back posse. Down, back down to the... <laughs> back out on the street. It's only been an, uh, like a half hour to an hour or so, so people are still out. It's just like it was when you left it. Verandas, people chatting uh some musicians kind of playing music and jamming together outside the real kind of like warm embrace of a lived-in community that's a little overpopulated maybe not that wealthy but very comfortable with itself um uh still vendors open still restaurants open it's now probably about 11 at night um uh 11 at night as you move to the um uh, elevator lifts to get you down to floor 36 which uh, for the first time since you learned the system and definitely first time you see Wilton he actually presses a floor number on the uh, big keypad because 
as JJ said, it doesn't have a neighborhood name. You, it's not in the directory. You can't just be like, oh, bring me to here like he brought you to the woods. The lift... Gotta know where we're going. <laughs> yep, you gotta know where you're going. The lift lowers a bit. No one else is on it with you by the time you get uh, down below floor 40. And the doors, ping, open up. I would like everyone to roll a perception or insight check. No. (laughs) Initiative. Fight on an elevator. Um, Perception or insight, you said? Yeah, either or. Okay. I think this would be about seeing or gut instinct. It's a big old nine. Thirteen. That's a a strong ten. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're all just kind of in our own Nice place. Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh, night. We've been drinking. (laughs) You're feeling pretty cocky. You're feeling pretty cocky. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You fight the whole floor. Um, Wilton's like, all right. So I know we were just in the woods. Maybe don't make a lot of eye contact with a lot of people while you're walking around the quote unquote streets here on this floor. And uh, and you enter into an area that is unlike any section you've seen of the Sky Spire. It is hauntingly, hauntingly orderly and neat, but in a completely unbeloved way. The walls are exposed concrete not the concrete on the outside that has the illusion but exposed concrete with simple perfectly symmetrical cute carved doors and windows all of which are closed and shuttered you see some street lamps but they're more spaced apart and there's no design to them they are literally poles with an orb that lights up uh <laughs> lights up these are like the concrete uh apartments in russia yeah yep this is brutalism in its most efficient there's no design (laughs) to the brutalism here this is you don't see any two-story buildings everything is one story this is the lowest ceiling you've been on a single floor it's maybe 10 feet above your head um like these are eight foot tall are we in the HVAC floors? You're not in the HVAC floors. <laughs> We're not turning the... I'm like, look at all this space. Yeah. Okay. You're not turning on the AC. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, no HVAC units any, anywhere. The air <laughs> still smells clean. You do still see in the distance the occasional person walking. And as you're walking through the streets here, it being nighttime, they seem very empty. You don't hear music coming out of anything. You don't hear conversations coming through walls. You could damn near hear a pin drop other than your own steps and the empty streets, except for a gentle kind of white, like dim glow off a few blocks down from where you're standing, uh, where in the direction that you're walking and nothing. You also did not notice a directory like every other floor has had the moment you step off. (laughs) What do you all do? with this there are as i said some people off in the distance there's the occasional person you could in theory approach there's the dim glowing white you could do a grid search or try and find a directory did we come here to try and find and talk to the dude or what was our goal in coming down here tonight <laughs> I like we're all we're all uh, to drunk learn more stepping of, off the elevator. Wait, why did we come here? <laughs> I mean, to le- I mean, it, it sounds silly, but to learn more. I mean, and, and the right, only place yeah. we know okay. 
where anything is is this floor so i figure at the very least we look around see if we can find the guy because that's our only contact in this at all but for the most part i mean just kind of checking it out seeing maybe go to the site where the explosion happened see you know see what we can see <laughs> D D around make some perception checks go yeah. around dark corners check out alleyways <laughs> Maybe jingle my coin purse and be like, I'm so I got money and I don't care. I'm kidding. I'm never going to do that. Uh, I want an encounter. Here's money. (laughs) I need to grind some level XP. Yeah, so so you could. So do we want to head where it's like darker and quieter rather than towards the light and the people? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Why don't we try to figure out. Uh. Uh. A where that guy is and be where the uh, uh, where the attack happened. Okay, well, to figure out where JJ is, you will need to uh, like do a fairly thorough like look around for any kind of directory or talk to a human being. Now you can either go toward the light where you suspect some people are, or you can find someone that's just like moving deliberately and quickly through the streets. I'm gonna head towards the light uh, just because people are easier for me. All right, so you start moving toward the light. I'm just going to do a little meaningless roll here. Don't go towards the light. Tama, you've passed into the great pearly gates of heaven. Um, <laughs> roll a new all character. Right, all right, um, uh, the light has consumed. Don't go towards the light, Karen. Was <laughs> her name Karen? Tama, you start moving toward the light. Uh, in the light, what you see is instead of it being the same sort of dimensions of almost all of the residential buildings, which you've noticed most of these are, there's a few like longer buildings that aren't, don't look like little cubes, uh, which is what most of these have looked like. They look more like rectangles, but this one actually has a sign on it. Uh, the sign is a glow up sign that, um, that just says pennies on it. And with a little quote under it that says, Hey, we're the only ones open. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, it is a diner. You can see through. It isn't designed any differently. It's concrete. It's got like the simple rectangular opening, evenly spaced windows. But you can see that inside those windows is light. There's tables. There's a few people sitting there. There's obviously like a, a diner counter bar um, that some people are sitting at and everything. No, uh, um, and then there's some people hanging outside of it having a cigarette. Um, obviously it's a no smoking establishment. Um, and this is a little different as you approach it, you can actually smell the cigarette smoke, which is not something you've been able to do anywhere in the sky spire. So obviously though the air smells clean, it's not quite as pitch perfect magically as it is every other hundred plus. Okay. I'm going to, uh, pack my little pipe. And uh, use the uh, the social in that is smoking uh, and kind of try to blend in a little bit into the crowd and uh, smoke and try to strike up a conversation with somebody. I'll pick out somebody in the group who looks the most possibly chatty. I'll roll some insight for that. If yeah, you roll like. some insight for that. Merit, Scratch, what do you do? The diner. You haven't eaten anything in a while. Could go in. You could hang back. You could travel with Tama. Uh, Scratch will hang out outside and just continue smoking the cigar that uh, she got from Wilton Wilton game. What about Merritt? Merritt just kind of joins, not not smoking anything, oblivious that that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) 15. 
15. All right. Amongst this group, you see a few, uh, few people, but more importantly, you see a waitress. Uh, you can tell because, uh, there's a little name tag that says Louise on it <laughs> in common. Uh, got an apron on and, uh, she is smoking a cigarette clearly on her break. And with a 15 inside, I think, you know, service employees are at least used to talking. Like they're used to having to spark up some small chat and everything. Uh, uh, the group takes note of you, like the group of people, but it doesn't look like they're like a nobody there looks like they're on a, like a squad or anything. It's just a group. Uh, I go stand near Louise uh, and uh, strike up a conversation as as well as I can. Um, I'll make this brief because I'm sure you don't want to have to chat with another person on your break. Um, I'm looking for an acquaintance of mine. Um, JJ, do you know him? Finishes the drag of her cigarette. She looks at the group of people and everything. She nods to Wilton. Wilton looks back. No, I uh, don't believe I do know uh, JJ. I not. I'm not sure how you're talking about. Roll, roll insight for me there. The group. Feel free. Ooh, you're all there. One. You all hear it. That's a twenty-two. Ooh. That is a 12. Eight. All right. Well, this worked out exactly how it was supposed to based <laughs> off your character classes. Uh, Merit, you just start being like, well, that's done and start heading in a yeah. direction. <laughs> Guess hey. not here. Tama doesn't move. Uh, she's lying to you. You saw her glance off in the direction of the West ever so briefly, not into the diner. Just sort of in a direction. Do and I feel she was breaking eye contact as a tick to show she is lying or trying to point me in a direction? Uh, with the 22 insight, I think you think it's lying. I don't think she's trying to help you. Okay. I think she's trying to, or you, or you would think that she's trying to obfuscate. Yeah, I totally understand. I'm a stranger to you, and uh, frankly, it's got to be a pain in the ass. The See, I really need to get a hold of my my acquaintance and it would mean a lot to me in fact be worth something to me if i could find him takes another drag of cigarette worth how much how much are we talking about young man um i pull a gold out of my pocket and just start running it between my fingers uh <laughs> she uh she looks looks at the guild That's a pretty cool trick you've got with your hand. Can you do it with both? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I start playing with two gold pieces and kind of then I clink them together and set them down next to her. I, I just want to say that as soon as Scratch hears the waitress like say those lines, like her ears perk and she's like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> what is he, he going to do with two hands? Yeah. <laughs> uh, pumping her for information. She goes, I appreciate your uh, your support of our service industry members. She collects the gold real quick because she put it in front of her, collects the gold about five minutes and flicks her cigarette in the direction that she had glanced in earlier and then just walks into the diner to uh, straightening her hair. Wilton just looks at that and it's like, ooh. <laughs> 
two gold doesn't buy you a lot of specifics apparently yeah but, uh, five minutes i guess um yeah i bet we probably could have gotten away with silver but whatever it's all good <laughs> we got plenty Perhaps I'm, I'm, I didn't want to lowball the waitress. I was no, already yeah, bothering fair. her on her, yeah. on her break. I figured two gold would be quite the tip. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, you know, quick, quick question. Merritt, would you like to walk out in front of your... Okay, I'm not saying that you look like kids that could get kidnapped. <laughs> But you look like kids that could get kidnapped. And Merritt, right now, you're like an adult size. Oh, yeah. So, so if you were out Come in front, then I'm in the ones. back. <laughs> yeah, remember, Merritt's 5'10 right now. Yeah, I forgot about Until that. late afternoon tomorrow. <laughs> so, so if you could walk in front, you're pretty intimidating. Okay, so this is why he has no insight on anything. He's yeah. just constantly like... He he tall. <laughs> You're like touching door tops. Right. <laughs> yes. With with a smirk scratch is like, yeah, why don't you walk in front of us? It's <laughs> like up high, everybody. Yeah. It's like that's mean. <laughs> but yeah, if you'd walk in front, I'ma walk in the, behind Scratch and Tama in between the two of us. Um you know, maybe keep eyes out. Can hold our hands, look like a family out for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are hold really, hands. really weird looking family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you say? He's like two partners, a kid, and their pet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can act. Uh, I can act like a pet. Sure. I mean, I'm not making yeah. assumptions, but uh, I'm not making assumptions. Come but... scratch this butt. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be my first time going around on all fours. <laughs> I was about to make the same joke. Scratch. Mm, um, nope. <laughs> so rather than rather than walk in a line, you all stay fairly clustered to each other and start heading out. Um, or heading out westward down. <laughs> Down the way that the fl cigarette was flicked, as we walk down that way with uh, uh, with Merritt in front of us, Scratch just kind of like elbows Tama and like gestures with her chin at uh, just like because at eye level now Merritt's big ass is right in front of oh, us. Oh, that booty is so big! Biggest, five biggest foot ten, ass yeah, right there. <laughs> that thick goblin booty is so it's just like. <laughs> How could you not notice? Of course I've seen it. <laughs> I can barely look at anything else right now. It's just there. Uh, I will roll another completely innocuous, nothing's going to happen roll. Uh, and uh, indeed, walk roughly five minutes there or into a, a, a street that looks exactly like every other gridded, perfectly organized street. In this thing, uh, the difference is is that one of the houses isn't a house. It also has a sign in it, and that sign's more in the window way, and simply simply says "workers well." And there's a door, but the difference with this door is that it has a thin little slit slide panel on on the front of it that that like looks at like roughly eye level for Merritt and Wilton, a little high for Scratch and Tama. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing that's lit up. Everything else is dark. Um, I walk right up and I knock on the door. 
knock on the door. Uh, I don't know if Tama would see this with you being closest to the door. Scratch, Merritt, and Wilton all see this. You see, door slide, pair of eyes. <laughs> looks out and looks out over the group. Doesn't see Tama. Merritt just leans over. Do you want me to lift you? Down here. <laughs> looks down. Yeah. Looking for an acquaintance of mine, JJ. He told me I could find him on this floor. Slit closes again. Shh. You hear like a little murmuring. Shh. Why are you looking for JJ? I said he's an acquaintance of mine. I wanted to talk to him. Oh, you wanted to talk to him? Yeah, he sought us out. Ah. Shh. And you hear some noise. Like a minute and a half goes by. <laughs> you hear like steps and stuff like that. Shh. All right. But, uh... JJ says that uh, the acquaintances he talked to were all kind of short. You've got a couple not short people with you. Um, you mind if they uh, stay outside? Uh, that's fine, if that's what it's going to take. One of our acquaintances uh, recently took a polymorph-style potion and is, well, he's bigger for the time being. Oh, wait. Looks at, looks at, <laughs> looks at the... Ask JJ if one of, the, one of them was a goblin. Ah, he looks at Merritt, glances down at Merritt's, like, ass, which is visible from every <laughs> angle. Which is visible from space, like a wonder of the world. Uh, closes it. You literally, the only thing you can make out is, like, does one of them have a super juicy ass? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 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 all right. The goblin can come in. Uh, the, 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 the half work. I mean, like, I know who it is. It's Wilton Welvix, but the half-orc cannot come in. <laughs> Wilton's like, I'm, I'm fine hanging out outside. By uh, yourself? Never mind. When you got, when you got <laughs> gifts like these and he pulls out two flasks, you're never alone for long. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just opens one with just a thumb spin on the top <laughs> and then takes a sip of it. Um door opens uh, it opens into what is clearly a house that's been converted to a meeting place everything has been kind of cleared to the sides you can see the wood stove you can see the countertop you can see everything um there's a group of roughly half a dozen men tiefling a halfling a human um uh elf that kind of that kind of group of people and there in the middle of them is jj just uh in a moment, he sees that Tama and Scratch and now Taller Merritt are are in here. He's like, oh, goodness, I'm so glad that you arrived. I'm so glad that you managed to come. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Ed. I'm so glad that you managed to come. Merritt stands up like extra straight to make it clear just Merit. how tall he is. <laughs> I do seem to recall you were a bit more... Uh, Diminutive the last time I saw you. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, yeah. We ran into a whole thing. There was a potion. It's it is what it is. All right. You look pretty good at this height. Thank you. It's a little, looking... little butt flex. <laughs> Just the butt. Um uh to what do I owe the uh evening visit? Obviously I told you you could come find me. Um and I, I have an idea about what this might be about, of course, but what specifically draws you to uh, to uh, the workers well here? I suppose we want to know more about your situation because after looking into 
things. We do have a desire to help. We have a desire to help workers, but at the same time, we definitely have some concerns about the safety of innocent people. Um, so we just wanted to hear your side of things before jumping to any conclusions. Uh, one of the uh, other people in the room, one of the other uh, gentlemen that's kind of half surrounding JJ, they're sort of like in like a half moon kind of behind him. They're know? doing the half moon backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of thing. Uh, they haven't started snapping yet, but they're all leaning in like they're in the, the Yeah, pose. they're all, almost ready. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, uh, 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 they uh, one of them starts. He's like, he, he goes in, it's like, well, those lives, and then and JJ just raises his hand calmly, and then that guy just shuts up real quiet. And he goes, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, obviously, we don't, we're not happy about the situation that occurred. We, Tried to minimize the damage, but damaging places that were unoccupied and 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 posed no true threat. Well, companies would get recompense from the Sky Spire to rebuild and maybe be down for a week. Or that warehouse was down, but things were shifted um, to another. It didn't seem to make any differences. We've been doing this for a couple of years. We wanted it to just be guards. We wanted it to just be operators, agents of the oppressor. But unfortunately, so why not take the fight directly to the oppressor and go after strategic targets as opposed to mass This is about as strategic as we could get to without it being... If we go above floor 40 with anything that happened there, it wouldn't have made it to go off. We don't have an option Step I, mean, like, out of I our also lane. would have like accepted if at least the people who died were part of your cause and volunteered for the shift, knowing that that was going to happen. I mean, one of them was the person that, that sort of set it off. Uh, one of them was, and a couple of the members sort of like bowed their head in reverence because this happened, you know, like 16 hours ago. Um, but uh, if you want to know more about the conditions and everything, Obviously, I'm glad you just kind of figured your way straight to me. You don't want to be out and about in this neighborhood after dark, but we can guide you to where the explosion happened. I can show you our target was strategic. It just, unfortunately, there's not a lot of spaces here where strategic doesn't also include some potential collateral. I think I would like to see the site. All right. Uh, so, uh, the men around JJ all start getting ready, uh, to like, they all start like putting on their coats and he's like, no, no, well, all of us go out there. It'll be like a group of 10. We're going to look like we're going to start trouble. Some guards. If Justin, if just me and these go out, maybe, maybe Wilton, you said Wilton's outside. Yeah. Then it's just a group of five. We're probably not going to cause any kind of real trouble. Maybe we're just in our cups a little bit too much for the night. Maybe we're just walking off the heavy gut from pennies. Um, uh, so he just like gestures them down. They don't argue. They don't pause. They just immediately do what he says. <laughs> and then he gestures for all of you to kind of, kind of, uh, follow him out the door. Wilton kind of peels off the wall, uh, and kind of falls in step. And he's like, 
Now, what we're going to actually do is we're not going to use the elevator because you can't get down there without a security pass. And then the elevator's going to know how many people are on it. We're not going to use the lifts. We're going to go down the service uh, stairwells toward the back north end of the building. Uh, there shouldn't be anyone posted up at guard uh, tonight up on this level, but you might have to let me get in front to sort of distract him on that. Uh, they're used to seeing me there, seeing me there. And then we can kind of keep an eye out to see if any of the angels or anyone else is still kicking around, but it's pretty late. I don't expect anyone to be out there. Uh, he gets you to the back and it suddenly changes. You, you are approaching the back wall. You can see that you're approaching the back wall. The North wall, uh, doesn't have the sort of transparent view that the South wall does though. Nothing down here does. Um, so you see just sort of the stone wall with uh, more large kind of service bay doors into them and uh, you step into them and look down and look up and up you see maybe a half dozen or so floors and down you see at least 20 scaffolding railed staircased floors of service with doors on either side of them uh, just like a precarious fire escape yeah but inside um because oh, this no. is still all inside wrapped in the silence and like gentle metal creaking of this as all of you step onto it it seems sturdy enough the air here doesn't smell like nothing it doesn't smell like again in floor 36 where you just were the air was relatively clean, but you could smell cigarettes or Wilton cigar if you were kind of up close to it and such. Here, it smells like metal and a bit of rust and concrete and maybe a bit of sweat. No magic filtration is happening in this corridor. <laughs> and uh, you can hear the steps as JJ just keeps gesturing you to take steps downward one flight two flight three flight four red flight blue flight no <laughs> i'm no. gonna show you the door um <laughs> very nice very nice um there's that dim light here but there's not something like super um, heavy yeah we have wilton with us yeah wilton's with you there's just jj with us yeah it's just jj so you wilton and jj that's are you something percolating in your brain? Are you getting all merit about this? You don't like this? It's a closed <laughs> corridor. Merit is getting kind of merit about this because if you want to make a big scene, kidnapping the pit crew of the most famous fighter in the lands right before the match. <laughs> and. And then Lannick being a no show. Yeah, like whether or. Yeah. Yeah, since there is no Lannick there <laughs> to do anything about this. Just, I'm now concerned that we could be used as a pawn. <laughs> so, check this out. If we got kidnapped, and then, like, Lannick didn't show up, and then we got rescued later, presumably, you know, um, we could then pin Lannick's disappearance on them, whoever kidnapped us. Fuck, that's true. Could work out. This, so. is, some, this is some five brain right here. <laughs> um, all right, Merit, I think that, that that involves rolling an insight. Man, you just wrinkled my brain. <laughs> just added a wrinkle. Mer Merit's very paranoid and reactionary. Like, oh, that is a two on the die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Merit 
looks at uh, looks at JJ and starts just like flexing. I think it's reasonable to say that Merritt looks at Wilton Welvix, looks at himself, knows the group. JJ's by himself. Maybe. Yeah, here. (laughs) Maybe there's problems. But also, if he was going to kidnap you, what about Wilton? Like, everyone seems to know who the hell Wilton is. Wilton can't disappear for any amount of time in a significant well, number. Yeah, no, the point is, in my mind, the point would be like, yes, we took them and people know about it. Ah. And we either like, but yeah, do something. So maybe Merit's, Merit's a little confident, though, in their ability. I mean, you just handled a corridor of 10 people. Um. <laughs> okay, a button that we didn't know shot fire handled most like six of those people. Um, but. Right. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, uh, lead you down. That uh, one guy who just slept through the whole thing and then got into uh, <laughs> So good. Uh, so JJ leads you down about five flights, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to peek in here, see if it's all clear. Uh, we're down sub 30 now, see if it's all clear. 29th floor. And this is where it happened. Um, and then uh, when I peek back out, I'll wave y'all in. And he just disappears behind the door. Or y'all wait there for about a minute, minute and a half. And then he opens it back up. It's like, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're clear. Opens back up the door for you. Okay. Uh, Scratch will, Scratch is going to just peek her head in real quick and look around. Uh, what you see is a relatively empty corridor, but you see it as a catwalk. Um, this oh, okay. is not dissimilar to the catwalks in Imp. Why, is that, why do I have to see it as a catwalk? Uh, okay, you see it as a dog walk, a raised <laughs> dog walk. Um, you see it as a catwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not dissimilar to the one that was in Imp's, mm-hmm. um, where it's above a large thing, but you know that they did a, a fairly significant explosion in like somewhere where the labor lives. So okay. this could be there. And so you can see a catwalk. You don't see anyone on either side. When you mm-hmm. look inside, you don't see anyone to the left or to the right of you. There's actually a kind of a wall on the other side of the catwalk, and then it sort of opens up into an empty space. But like it looks, it looks good. It looks, it looks empty at least. You can roll a perception check, but it's just going to be empty. Um, eighteen, eighteen. It's empty. Okay. Um, you don't see anything. Okay. Scratch shrugs and steps through the door. Well, uh, Wilton goes in, as does JJ, with with the rest of you. Um, uh, you're walking across the catwalk. You can see about 20 feet down is actually the base of the floor, and you see some people um, pushing um, uh, rollered lifted pallets of large shipping containers down there. I need everyone in the group to roll perception on that scene. And what it is about, yeah, you're probably about 18 feet up from them, mm-hmm. plus your body height. Um, and, yeah, they're kind of pushing around. It's fairly dim in here. It's a little too dark for people to be working. Uh, there's no talking noises. You can just see them sort of pushing around the uh, the carts and everything. 11. 20. 20. <laughs> Nat 20 or dirty 20? Dirty. Dirty 20. Scratch. <laughs> You notice that JJ is beginning to look a little little skittish. A little like 
his he's he's like flexing his fingers a little bit. Mm -hmm. Flexing his fingers and and he cracks his knuckles to kind of calm them, but you notice that his hands aren't aren't staying so and he's like looking around a little bit. Hmm. Um whether that's because you're not supposed to be here or because something else you aren't married. You didn't have the thought of <laughs> is JJ gonna betray you, so I'll let yeah. you decide what that is. But that's what you notice with uh dirty Okay. Uh Scratch just uh nudges JJ and is like, Hey, how you doing there? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He's trying to whisper. Nervous. Yeah, he's trying to whisper, yeah. but I'll speak at normal volume for the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Well, we uh we aren't supposed to be on this floor." Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah. So we should probably be quiet, huh? I mean, whispering should be fine. Okay. Uh uh and so he he starts uh guiding you along the catwalk, which then eventually gets to like sort of like a floor platform mm -hmm. that's more of things and there's some doors and windows and kind of offices hey, across hey, the JJ. things. Yeah. You ever, as we're moving quietly along, you ever make out with anyone up here? You know what? No, because we're not allowed <laughs> up here. Oh, okay. Like, back in the day. That, that would just make it more fun. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> just <laughs> Just say Just say And And so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, JJ gets you get into this kind of area where it's more of a maze of kind of offices and it kind of looks like floor 36 mm -hmm. but like smaller and more temporary it's not all concrete it's just like panels yeah. and everything like that and then you weave through and you get to an area portables you get to an area that's kind of roped off with some yellow rope and some warning cones and a little sign that says please stay back uh, inve uh, investigation in process, but it's completely empty back here. It's got to be about midnight now. Mm -hmm. Completely empty back here. There's a giant explosion that that happened here. Oh, that okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase. There's a giant framed. crater. You feel the rush of wind into you. You're still a few hundred feet off the ground, so you're still up high. Um, so you feel cool air just like pouring in not to the degree that it should be wait how huge is this crater because it's a it, it covers this whole floor and you can see some of the ceiling or it covers the whole wall mm. you can see some of the ceiling and some of the floor has eroded away you can't really see much below because it's just it's probably more of that wherever what you were seeing over the catwalk people moving but the ceiling you can actually see that there's like an office chair kind of tilted okay tilted out like yeah. it, it's it's a full floor explosion and you can see that there are now panels kind of shattered and broken apart on the floor and some chairs that are busted up this was obviously somebody's office mm -hmm. area that this explosion happened in and it's super charred all around here and jj just gestures and is like we did it here this is where the uh manager of uh, recompense and compensation uh, usually sits in his office uh, assigning different tasks to different laborers uh, we've filed many complaints about the job losses and the job shortages over the years and he's been effusive about it uh, he was having a meeting at the time with another executive and then they have guards here because occasionally we get a little passionate about our loss of work and so we thought we'd be good, but unfortunately, the administrator over there and a few more people here uh, were, were in here that were in adjacent areas for other 
reasons. And uh, those are the people that uh, lost their life. We did not intend for this to be nearly as damaging to those that were innocent. But we also needed to, him to be in his office. We needed to send a signal that we will start chopping upward if we aren't heard. That it's not just about money and product anymore. I need you all to roll one more perception. All right. 17. Come on, you can do it, man. I believe in you. Nat 20. Hey, that's a 21. Nice. You know what? I'm going to give it to you because it's so rare for you to be able to get the good perception. Although you did the last (laughs) time in the hallway fight. I do sometimes. It's just uh, they've been sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With a 15 and a 17, both of you see JJ beginning to make a move. He's just been standing there and talking to you and kind of gesturing to the explosion. Mm-hmm. You see him begin to move toward it. With a 21 merit, you can react. JJ is looking like he is going toward the crater that the explosion has created, and he's going to run out and jump off of it. That's weird. That's like it literally looks like maybe because you're an athlete, you know what happens when someone's going to about to burst into a dead sprint. That makes sense. And there's only one direction he can sprint in here. And so, (laughs) even though your brain is processing it, probably is like that, what? What's happening? Scratch probably like understands what he's about to do, but has no idea why and is just like, what's this? Can can I hug, grapple him, and be like, is. It's okay, man. You did what you had to do. But basically, just holding him in place All so right. he can't uh, martyr himself and an make us check. look guilty. Right. <laughs> give me an athletics check. Do I get any kind of advantage for thinking he might be doing this to us? <laughs> no, no. The fact that you get right, to well, even it's an try and prevent this is 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 why the over twenty. Eighteen. Eighteen. Well, he had a seven. So, <laughs> so uh, Merritt, you grab up JJ and say it's okay. <laughs> don't don't go taking your life now or doing anything rash. Uh, and then JJ's JJ just just struggles in there, and then warning sirens oh my God. start happening start happening but they're not they're not like big and loud they're local it's like they're in a space like little local alarms and is there an alarm spell no it's not an alarm spell it's not an alarm spell but you just hear it's almost like there's speakers right throughout the sky spire you haven't really seen any on these lower floors yeah but what you do eventually see is that there's little boxes that just have like little buzzers you hear just like local buzzing where it's just like "Mm, mm, jj mm, what did you do mm, mm." jj's like i did i did what i had to do i did i did what i need what what this man hold me says it may not be worth throwing my life away for what I've done, but it's worth throwing my life away for what's about to happen. Um, and you just hear this buzzing. What do you all do? Mm, 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 well, mm, mm. I zone don't... of truth. 
Specifically, okay. JJ, what did you do? Uh, what do I have to do? Wisdom save. Wisdom saving throw. And he knows if you passed or not. Yep. He failed. Um, uh, he failed. He's like, specifically, I brought you down here. Specifically, I made you aware of this place. Uh, I didn't know that this was how it was going to work out. I'd hoped. But, uh, specifically, we're all going to die. Um, as the larves. What buzz. the hell kind of plan is that? <laughs> plan to get things done. Um, and, and, and is beeping. You are the worst revolutionary I've met in my life. <laughs> how do we stop it? You can't. And he's not lying. So we I felt we a breeze. Is there a window that we can I mean, hide out up. of? Because whatever's going to do is going to come inside. If we aren't physically in the space, if they, we have a rope or something and are hanging what, what even is, outside the spire, but mm-hmm. like so not in there, maybe they'll leave. What's coming for us? Is it like an explosion or like troops or? Is, Tom, is Scratch asking that in, yeah. in universe? And he's like, oh, it's not an explosion and it's not troops. What's supposed to kill us? Them. And he kind of gestures back to where you'd, you'd walked, but you don't see anybody yet. You want us to help you, but then you're going to kill us. Uh, your death will help us quite a lot. See, I told you we should have just, like, thrown the adventurers at him or something. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the payment for empathy. This is the payment for helping you. Yep. Sorry, Tama. That's how it works sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Tama just fully the tree. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, uh, honestly, if you'd never come down here, I wouldn't have had this opportunity. So I appreciate it. Um, can I just punch him in the face? Yeah, you can punch right. him in the face. Do I have to you roll for that? Yeah, uh, roll with advantage. Okay. This isn't about you missing. It's just about you hitting him hard enough. <laughs> Good thing that was with advantage because one of them was a one. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, 17. 17. Yeah, you hit him. All right. Uh, 1d4 or something like that. Yeah. One damage. Yeah, you just hit him I in the tamp face. Him a bit. So you say that there is uh, a crater here. And is there an opening to the floor below? Yeah. Yeah, it's about, uh, as I said, it's about um, 18 feet down, which is not that. Falling damage wise mechanically for you is two d six damage, so it's it's a very survivable drop. What if you about the floor above? I floor thought you above? mentioned like uh, a uh, hanging chair. Yeah, floor above is about about ten twelve feet up, and uh, that one is or about ten feet up, and that one is yeah. You could you could in theory uh, crawl up to that floor. Um, I have one more question for JJ. Yeah. Um. Uh, were you trying to dive down to die or to get away from what's coming? I guess you could say both. Weird. You're a weird guy, JJ. I'm just going to jump down and take off running. To the lower floor? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, roll an athletics check for me. This will mitigate your fall damage. Can or I acrobatics. do acrobatics? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we should throw JJ down, and then also I'll just jump down, and we should all just... Oh, that's a 13. 13, okay. You want uh, to take JJ with us? I don't know about taking him with us, but we should definitely throw him down. Um, give him what he five wanted. Five damage. Oh, <laughs> it's five fall damage. 
I mean, at this point, it doesn't really matter what the hell happens to Jason. I mean, we at, just need to get out. At level two, yeah. five is still, or level three, five is still. <laughs> I don't think Ouch there's anything. We can't get, there's nothing more we can get out of having JJ with us. And at this point, there's uh, Tama wouldn't stop you from just throwing him out the go- the, the damn okay. spire. Yeah, which oh, yeah. I'm not yeah, Tama, going to Tama do. Tama I'm holding him. I'm going to okay. toss him down the way that we came towards where he nodded that things are going to come. Okay, cool. That's so it. I'm going to, in my 510 form, <laughs> throw him as hard as I can down the catwalk, the direction that he's worried about people coming before this following them. This isn't for them. the throw. You're a- easily able to throw him. He's not a very big guy. Um, uh, roll me an athletics check with advantage, please. <laughs> Was that a little better than that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's a nine on the die, oh, okay. but I have plus five. <laughs> oh, okay. So 14. 14, not bad. Not All bad. right. Not so bad. when you throw him, he hits his head. Um, he hits his head and gets a little woozy and everything like that and kind of stumbles and is staggering there. Merritt, you throw him a fair distance. Honestly, you're ridiculous strong um right now by comparison and you're used to having to throw things with no height so you get a good <laughs> law on it um uh so uh do you also jump down yeah no i i toss him quickly and follow my regular friends. regular athletics checks for both merit and scratch i'll roll for wilton who has been just like looking around gun out like <laughs> in, in the office, moment he said he was like, "Oh, they're coming." Wilton was like, "No, <laughs> like looking." That's 15. twenty-two. Ooh, nice twenty-two. Uh, Merit. Uh, like if I, yeah, if I roll anything decent on the die for athletics, that plus five, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fifteen. Yep. And then a twenty-two. Uh, uh, I wrote a five earlier. Uh, scratch, um, you're taking three. Merit, you're taking two. Fall damage. Okay. It's just sort of like a stepped mitigation, and you were just under it, unfortunately, Toma. No, that's totally fine. Uh, and then Wilton rolled a... What's his name? Wilton's trip Wilton's athletics. Yeah, my, my sourpuss <laughs> is more like I'm going through all the motions of Tama being like, this, is, this sucks for... His naive outlook on the world. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make him a bad man real quick. <laughs> All right. So Wilton also takes a couple damage as he drops on, drops on a knee and he's like, son of a bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're can on the I, lower can floor. Can I use a reaction to try to catch him so he doesn't get hurt? Yes. <laughs> um, roll me, roll me a, you know what? It was only two damage. Yes. <laughs> Merritt just catches Wilton as he falls. Wilton is noticeably still heavier and larger than Merritt, but Merritt's very strong and thick. And so Merritt, I'm ready. And he's like, Merritt, and it, it literally is like he falls scooped into your arms, and his arm goes, it's just like already propped to be behind your back, neck across your two shoulders. And, he, and there's like an eye contact moment between Wilton and Merritt. And he goes, ooh. Sets him down, ooh. gives him a clap on the back. All right, all right, all right, let's go. Um, we got we to gotta, we gotta head. Um, um, Wilton's going to be conflicted about when, that moment for years. You are, in, uh, you are in something that's similar to the floor above you, but more sparse. It's just got a lot of standalone sort of temporary offices. And then you can see it spreads out into a bunch of pallets of various product and stuff like that. Um, so the horns are audible here, but quieter, which reinforces that they were sort of like localized alarms, not 
not like sky spire alarms yeah. um uh and everything a little bit more audible where do you all I would like to uh, propose swing stealthily, uh, so don't go straight for it. Mm-hmm. This is exactly where the, where we think we're going to do. Um, I want to swing out in kind of an arc mm-hmm. uh, stealthily and head towards that direction, but do it in sort of a roundabout kind that of like direction arc. being towards the stairs, the, the, towards the uh, uh, the exit. Yeah, yeah, okay. where the we stairs, from. the stairwell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And the the elevator just doesn't come down to this floor. Mm. It might, but you. I'll be uh, like, yeah, well, yeah, Wilton. <laughs> do you have any kind of yeah, knowledge oh, of navigation or where to here. find a map? Mm. Um, uh, I don't, I, I don't quite have a map, but I, I generally know where now north, south, west, and east are. So I can get us to the lifts. The stairwell's not going to be a good option. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, here's here's my proposal. I'll take the more direct route uh, because I've got the highest stealth. That way, if I see anything, I can, you know. Uh, meet up with you guys and let you know where they are. All right. So, do you want to split off to kind of stealth scout in the more direct? Uh, don't route? you have a sending stone for Wilton? Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll send yeah. you with a sending stone. Perfect. The scout. All right. Yeah. Okay. So Wilton will travel with Merritt and Tama. Scratch, you'll be going there. That means Scratch, you are rolling stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to roll first, and based off your roll, we'll define Wilton and Tama. Watch me get a nat one. That's not high. <laughs> it was a two. So that's a seven total for All my right. first roll. All right. Uh, <laughs> I had that to is say a something. nat 20 for mine. Jesus. All right. So it, it this isn't so much like you're discovered, Snake. There's not a giant exclamation point that pops up. <laughs> um, uh, uh, there's not that. Uh you hear it here first, above you, actually, as you're beginning to move through these kind of, like, corridors of pallets of product and stacked, you know, like, shipping containers and things like that. Uh, this is where all that stuff that ships into the Sky Spire is stored on these floors and everything. Scratch, as you're doing it, they're fully stealth. Like, Tama, Merritt, and Wilton... You can't even hear where they are, and you know that they're there. They're doing <laughs> yeah. a great job. Yeah. Doing a great job. But something catches your ear. A scream from above you and back <laughs> where you left JJ. A blood-curdling scream mm-hmm. and the sounds of bones breaking Ugh. and flesh tearing. Oh, God. And in that pause... Dash. Yeah. What? Dash. Yeah, double movement. (laughs) (laughs) And in that pause, when you turn to see something, it makes eye contact with you. Except it's hard to know, because when eyes make contact, they normally focus. But these don't. And a wave of smell comes over you. Of rotting, decrepit flesh. What the fuck? And that's where we're going to end this episode of Low Armor Cast. It looked at you and sang a sour oh, note. <laughs> Wait, does the creature sound like an air conditioner by any chance? Uh, he does. <laughs> yeah! You can turn that AC on right now. We'll do the outro with the AC on in the back. Why not? Um, so give us a- hot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's where we're ending uh, this episode of Low AC, Low Armor Cast, baby. Woo-hoo. Trapped in a warehouse. Trapped um, in a warehouse with a big stinky thing coming after us. I'm so mad I didn't you, say I anything out loud. I was so panicked when you so said it. Like, fucking literally, mad. Kelsey called this shit straight up almost exactly. It's like, 
he's kidnapping you. Yep. He's going to do something bad to <laughs> yeah. you. What a beautiful strike. And then Kelsey's just like, uh, wouldn't it be this? And then I'm like, roll insight. <laughs> I just, I just want to know what message are you trying to send? Because first off, you punish, punish us for uh, get, not giving someone the benefit of the doubt, and then when we give someone the benefit of the doubt, you punish us. What is the message? Clearly, it's that Steve can't be fucking trusted. Yeah, fuck that guy. Nah. The message is, I'm all the villains, baby. No. I'm the Joker, baby. I'm the Joker, baby. We live in the society. That's the message. What? Uh. No. no, that's not the message. Uh, thank you, wonderful pit crew, for letting me jerk you around and almost foiling. Anytime. <laughs> almost foiling that, foiling that jerk around. Um, if I had just stopped. <laughs> uh, uh, if only we had really just gone with your first instinct and been like, "Hey, adventurers, go check." Nail that the door out. shut. Light the place on fire. You, yeah. you. Oh my goodness! There were so many things <sighs> to talk about, which you can find out. If you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash lowarmorcast, where you get to hear after talk episodes, other bonus content, and uh, you, you get to talk directly with me, the uh, game mother. Um, is there anything anyone wants to plug on the way out? Uh, you can find me at Tripleron on uh, Twitter and on twitch.tv. Uh, Leota Roleplaying on Facebook. It's where you can find out about all the weird things I do. Uh, Kilsey Rage cosplay on Facebook for random house crafts I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my you god, like a something for real. Yeah. 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 I'm running out of other shit. <laughs> uh, and of course, follow at the low AC on all social media, including TikTok, if you want to see my my uh, DM rage, because I post TikToks now nearly daily. Um, uh, 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 so there you go. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us for this episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I love, by the way, that this is all recorded. You should use it for something. I'm not. You, this is probably... Dick, conversations about dicks are probably not non-in-world conversations about dicks. We, maybe, of course, maybe like a once-a-month Patreon thing where it's like, th these are all the snippets of every session where we were talking about dicks. Get, the, get that cutting room floor stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's all on the project files. I've lost... From the Moyles floor. Yeah, from the Moyles floor. From the, oh, that's no. good. That's oh, good. God, oh, God. That's tempting to keep it in just for that. 